Hello everyone. So it's been two years since I recorded my first podcast and I was going back through it and I realized, well, I was very inspired when I recorded it and I'm not quite sure why I didn't continue. I have been on a spiritual path now for over two years and it's not as if I've lost any inspiration whatsoever. I've kept it going, um, but my podcast, for some reason, I recorded one episode and then I stopped. And I'm not sure why, but I had started a blog at the same time as well, and that too, I stopped. So, but I'm back, and I wanted to now revisit and update you on some new spiritual awakening signs that have come up for me that I think might also come up for you if you've been on this path for a while. And it's funny because when I was re-listening my podcast, uh, I mentioned my husband a lot and it's very interesting because he's changed so much since my last recording and for the better. And, uh, you know, for instance, I mentioned before that I couldn't really speak about some of the things that I enjoyed about spirituality with him because he would laugh or he didn't really understand it or he just, you know, didn't really, he wasn't interested really. And things have changed dramatically for him and it's made our relationship that much stronger because he's grown spiritually very much. I mean, to the point now where my last podcast, I was talking about repeating numbers, I think, with him, maybe. And he would laugh at me. And I mean, now he he's the one telling me, 11-11. <laughs> so it's very cool. And if you're in a relationship where you are that person going through an awakening and your significant other it doesn't want to hear anything about it or doesn't care or whatever, don't lose hope. The main thing I would say, my biggest advice, is um, see them as you would want to see them. If you're upset or you're trying to push them to do or to be into it like you are, it's not going to work that way because you're just fighting against the resistance. And that's not how we are able to create in our life anyways. So that happened with me. I just kind of let it go because I was so excited. You know, when you learn something new... You want to share it with the world and you want your significant other, especially to be your number one cheerleader. And my husband taught me that, you know, even if he wasn't interested in it, that I if I wanted to pursue this passion that even if he wasn't interested, that I needed to be confident in myself regardless, because you're going to experience adversity. You know, when you, when you get out there in the, in the real world and you start putting content out there, whatever it is you want to do. Not everyone's going to resonate with your message, and it's good if it starts in the home because it, it gives you some practice as to how to handle that, you know, in, a, in an easy and safe way. But yes, uh, if you're if you're anything like me and that's happened to you or it's happening to you, don't lose hope because if your significant other is truly your soulmate, and uh, and you give them the space to come to come to it on their own. Uh, they'll come around and I just let it, I let it go and I continue to live my spiritual way and practice what I would preach 
I would, you know, I, I'm still learning a lot of information every day. And uh, by me being an example to my husband, he's been able to see the rewards still of living the life that I'm living. And uh, it's been a good example for him. So this podcast today is about some more advanced, I guess you could say, it's not necessarily that you can experience these things sooner than me, but this is where I'm at and how long it took me to get to where I am could be very different again for you. But what I've noticed in the past two years are some other signs and other things that I've evolved along the way. So again, you might have already checked all these things off your list. Hey, and hey kudos to you. But this is my, uh, my experience so far. So here we go. So number one, and again, these are not in any particular order. I just started writing things down that came to me that have happened in the past two years. And so uh, number one is no caffeine. So about a year ago, actually, yeah, about a year ago, um, there was a, a couple cards, uh, angel cards that I would pull. And uh, they're actually my mother-in-law's deck. And one of the angel cards was um, to release toxins from your life or to, to detoxify your body. And, you know, whether it's food, alcohol, caffeine. And I got that one a lot, but I just kind of always <laughs> dismissed it. Like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen anytime soon. I had a, a two-year-old at the time. I'm like, yeah, no, I know. Mom needs her caffeine. So I disregarded it. But about, I think it's probably been about two months now, I made a decision that I'm going to stop drinking caffeine. That message was really clear two years ago, and it, the, the card and the angels really gave me the message that in order for us to really be able to connect with you and communicate and give you the guidance that you need, uh, we need you to really be very clean and um, be detoxified, if you will, free of toxins, and caffeine was one of those things because it's something your body depends on. Once you drink it, you always need it, and I... Recently, I realized, you know what, this is something I want to eliminate from my life. Even though I still have a toddler, I realized, you know what, I don't need it. I hear so many people say, oh, no, there's no way I could ever stop drinking coffee. It's like, but you can if you wanted to. You can do anything if you really want to. The question is, do you want to? <laughs> and I did. I wanted to because I'm pursuing other avenues. And I know that I am meant to receive very clear guidance from, you know, angels, my guides, whoever it may be. And one of those ways that I'm being guided to do to do it is to not drink caffeine anymore. And it really wasn't that difficult because I didn't drink that much caffeine to begin with. I would have maybe a cup of coffee every once in a while or some green tea. I didn't really drink too many um, energy drinks. I had, there's one specific one that I would drink sometimes, but um, for the most part, the uh, withdrawals weren't too bad. And it's been like over two months now and I'm perfectly fine. You know, I think we, we're used to in society, when the moment you start getting tired, oh, I need some caffeine, gotta keep going, gotta keep going. And I mean, I'm fortunate enough now I don't have to go out there and work uh, in the retail world like I was before, where I felt like I needed to just keep pushing through. 
now if I'm at home or even with my daughter, I can at least rest or, you know, put her on quiet time if I need quiet time as well and just rest during that time. My body's asking for it. I think it's important that we listen to our body and say, hey, I need to rest right now. Just rest, even if it's five, 10 minutes. Instead of, you know, pumping our body with more, with, with more caffeine, which isn't doing us any good, just let it rest for a little bit. So yes, for me, caf- eliminating caffeine has been um, a big one. Uh, the biggest one, I think, recently that I've never affirmed for sure until right now is eliminating alcohol. And it's been, hasn't been very long. It's only been about maybe two months also, a month or two. Yeah, just about, about a month or so, a month or two. And um, I mean, that's one obviously most people have, you know, alcohol, at least if, uh, you know, once a week or on the weekends or every day. <laughs> I didn't drink every day. Uh, but I would drink on the weekends, and when I was in my early 20s, I drank a lot more. I mean, it was every weekend was binge drinking, partying, and I did that for a good 10 years every weekend, just partying it up, and yeah, I went through, I went, there definitely were times where, uh, you know, things happened that I, situations that had I not been drinking, I wouldn't have put myself in those situations. And again, I'm receiving very strong guidance and support from my guides and from the universe and just God, I guess, and just saying, it's time for you to stop drinking alcohol. And it's been very easy because again, once you make a decision, it's not hard. And if you knew me 10 years ago and uh, I was the party girl, so there's no way you would ever even believe that I would stop drinking alcohol. Not that I was ever an alcoholic, but I liked going out and partying and having my drinks. And I got no shame in that. <laughs> uh, but just recently, I've one, it's the guidance I'm re- being that I'm receiving saying if you want to receive these really clear messages from the divine, you need to stop drinking alcohol. And that's really easy now. And two, my vibration is so important to me and when you drink you lower your vibration in the moment when you have those first one or two drinks and you start feeling good it's an illusion because surely after that your vibe starts dropping and then the next day it's very low it's and you start feeling depressed or you feel anxious and as the years went on, when I would, you know, when I'm older, I would feel anxiety that like the day after drinking. When I was younger, I never felt any of that, just hungover, <laughs> which again, low vibe. And the older I get and the, the deeper I get into my spiritual practices, the more I realize how important it is for me to continue to vibrate very, very high for myself, for my family, and for those around me, for those I'm meant to help. And I know I'm here to help guide other people in this world. And I can't truly be my best if I got I have alcohol in my system. And I mean, that's for, for sure, for good now. I've put it out there. I'm putting it now officially on this podcast. And I'm not afraid of that. I mean, I'm not afraid at all to say I'm not drinking ever again. It has not been hard. 
I just celebrated my 36th birthday with my husband and we went to Sedona and that was a beautiful experience and it was my first celebration without drinking and I was perfectly fine. If anything, we had one of the best times we've ever had on one of my birthdays because we got to do so many things, you know, we didn't waste time drinking, we didn't waste money and we didn't waste that time there doing something we could have done that was more productive and more inspiring. We got to do so many cool things. We got to visit the Vortex. We got to do some really cool esoteric acupuncture. We went on a UFO tour at night. (laughs) You know, fun entertainment in different kinds of ways. And even though my husband's not a big drinker, um, I think I'm going to be the catalyst for him to also maybe eliminate alcohol uh, from his uh, life for good as well. I don't think he's quite there just yet, you know, because he likes his drink every once in a while, but which no big deal. Again, I'm not making him do anything. This is solely for me and um, for my my growth. So, yeah, that's number two. Another one is obviously eating better. And some people have no problem eating, eating healthy. And for the most part, I've been a pretty healthy eater. Uh, here and there and again I'm still not 100% perfect I mean I I still have my days where I love in and out but just fast food in general is just not as good as it used to be anyways and I realized that again food carries a vibration as well so if you're high you're eating those high vibrational foods you're you're emitting a higher frequency as well so eating healthier has also been something that I've been working on again I'm not perfect at that quite yet but what I'm realizing is that now certain foods that maybe aren't aren't good for me now if I do eat them my body is rejecting them so that's another that's the whole another you know topic when it comes to we're ascending a lot of us and well the world we're kind of we're ascending to a higher level like a higher dimension if you will where we have to vibrate higher and your body is our most of our bodies are going to are going to start to um what's the word of we're going to start to reject a lot of these foods that are just no longer good for us so some of us are going to be forced in the way of just this isn't good your body will tell you and you just won't eat it anymore i mean i had that experience just last week where we came back from sedona i'm feeling great and I decided to eat some mozzarella sticks and my stomach hurt really bad. And I love mozzarella sticks. So <laughs> uh, that is my body's way of saying, hey, yes, we know you love it, but it's not good for you. And uh, so it's a work in progress still for me, but I've gotten a lot better at it uh, as time goes on. You know, we're human. We're not going to eat perfect every single day. Like I love to eat. That's the reality. A lot of us do. But I think it's all about balance. And I think it's about your relationship with food. And how do you feel when you're eating something? You know, if you're guilty, if you feel guilty, you're eating that cookie. Well, your body's going to know that. And it probably will store it into fat because you're feeling bad the whole time. But to me personally, sometimes also is, you know, if you're going to eat something, enjoy the heck out of it. And work out a little bit harder the next day. You know, it's about balance. Which brings me to my next one. And that is uh, exercise. So, and and more ease. Meaning, it's easier for me now to exercise. Because I've kind of imprinted in my mind that 
this is something good for my body and that I want to do something good for my body every day. And exercising is just one of those things that even though it's not the easiest to always go to the gym, I know that it's so good for me now. And I know I'm doing something good for my body. And we only get one that we know of. And we want to take care of it. We want to nourish it well. We want to make sure that we're moving constantly. And exercise is a great way. But yes, I've noticed recently that I enjoy exercise so much more. And even when it's difficult, it feels good because I know that I'm doing something good for my body. So yes, exercise, definitely a must, especially when you want to continue to shine your light and feel your best. Exercise, as we know, is a great way to obviously stay fit, but also for mental clarity, for your mental health. It's very important to release those endorphins and to really push yourself even when you don't want to go. I have a toddler, so I have all the excuses in the world not to go, uh, but it's a fun experience for both of us now. So she gets to go to the kids club and um, she enjoys that. So now when she asks me that she wants to go to the gym, then I have to go. <laughs> so we hold each other accountable that way, I guess. So yeah, exercise, definitely something that as you continue on your spiritual path, it should become easier and easier because it's just one of those things that you know that you need to do to continue to stay healthy. Another thing that I've noticed recently is that you just start seeing life through a new lens. Everything that you've learned, you know, however long you've been on your journey, you know, if you're new or you've been doing this for years, you look back, I mean, I look back on my journals and I look back now on my life and it's, life is so different because I've chosen to have a new perspective on every single thing that happens and comes my way. I handle things so differently because of everything that I've learned. And I see a lot of people who claim to be spiritual and talk the good talk, but they don't really practice what they preach. Hence the reason that you know they can't manifest what they want to manifest and they struggle in life still. Because it might read something good, but when it comes down to putting it into action, it's difficult. But part of that really is letting go of some of our old paradigms and really trying to change some of your habits. And a lot of us are really, I mean, we are creatures of habit and you can't really see it. You, you know, we're wired in our in our way where our subconscious mind is dictating 95% of our life. You probably don't even know that, uh, but it's true. And I talk about that in my blog. I have a couple of blog posts. One of my most recent ones, it's called Transcending Limitations, where I talk a little bit about that. So definitely go check that one out if you're interested. But I do talk about how if you do want to manifest things into your life and it's not working, one of the biggest obstacles is your subconscious mind. It's the programming that you have from age zero. So basically from when you're in the womb to seven years old, you are creating your programs. So when you're in your mommy's belly and you're hearing everything that's going on out there, 
you're picking up your mom's emotions and then when you're born experiencing everything your your life has shown you the way your parents communicate with you the way your parents communicate with each other um, everything you're you're essentially creating a program and kids that's what they're doing so it's super important that you pay attention to how you are if you have children how you're communicating with them and understand that you and and they're in school or whatnot that your te their teachers are also creating programs for them so be very mindful of making sure that you trust you know the information that your children are receiving because when you put them out there in the world you know they're on their own but from zero to seven that's essentially think about a computer system they're creating that program so whatever life you're currently living right now is direct reflection of the programs that are created when you were a child so sorry i went off on a tangent just there just now but i'm super it fascinates me the, the our subconscious mind is very fascinating and just know that in your current life right now there's something that you want to change and you can't understand why it's not working uh, look into your programming and try to uh, assess maybe what's going on there so all right so the next one that i have here is people naturally just start listening to you more and your advice and they seek you out so there's some of us that already have that innate ability where you are the person that people always ask advice from maybe in school your friends you're always that person people listen and people ask you advice and I was that person in high school my friends always asked me for relationship advice even though I was the one that was mostly single <laughs> but uh, I've always been that person that naturally just gives advice when I uh, ran a store as a store manager they nicknamed me the store therapist and I would tell people, you know, to take a number and come into my office when they wanted to talk. But the majority of my job was listening to my staff, you know, and I had younger college age uh, uh, employees. So a lot of them, you know, they they had a lot of mental health issues. They had a lot of things that affected their ability to get the job done correctly and things like that. So I learned a lot just working there. And I realized that half my 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 shifts would just be to giving advice and listening and lending a, lending an ear to people and when you're on this spiritual path uh, it's no different if anything it evolves into giving really really more concrete uh, advice when it comes to spiritual practices and modalities and ways to heal and so many tips and tools and tricks that you've learned along the way there's so much information out there but you're the you are there's only one you and if you catch yourself feeling like a lot of people are coming to me for advice and people are actually listening and some people are actually taking the advice and they're making changes and that's awesome. That means that you're a beacon of light and people gravitate towards you because you're probably vibrating very high and we need more of you out there. Everyone, everybody can vibrate very high, but unfortunately, a lot of people right now are not. People are stuck in fear. You know, every so often you got something new on the news that's making people fearful and it's going to continue to be that way until people, more people wake up and realize that 
um, there's forces out there that want to keep you vibing very low, and which is why I turned off the news a long time ago. Even though when I was younger, I used to love it. But that is a direct source of negativity. So you want to continue vibing very high. You want to continue to be that person, that beacon of light and the person who gives amazing advice. Keep doing what you're doing. You know, keep keep your vibration very high. I think it's going to be very important as we continue to evolve here. So yeah, that would be one that has I could see for myself is continuing to just get stronger and stronger, continuing to attract. And that's the other thing too. You can you will start attracting other people into your life. People you obviously you've never met that you realize, oh wow, this person can use a little uplifting. You know, maybe we were meant to meet, meet each other, so we I can help them, and they can help you in some way as well. It's all about helping one another. So if you catch yourself meeting new people and you're giving them all this advice, <laughs> that's just the universe working its magic and divine inspiration, meeting, you know, meeting new people to help raise the consciousness of this world. So that's awesome. I love those moments. So keep that up as well. If that's happening to you. All right. One of the next ones is starting to have an intimate connection with your guides, your angels. Uh, I, that's obviously happened to me as well. I feel like my connection with my guides and my angels has gotten very strong, especially because I've gone through some things these past two years where, you know, it just brought me closer to my guides and my angels. And I was able to connect with them a lot more, even to the point now where I have a name for one of my angels. And I never thought that would happen either. You know, it's just one of those things where you ask and you pay attention to the signs and they come to you. But if you haven't um, grown that bond quite strong just yet with your angels or your guides, that's perfectly fine. They're always there, even if you're not communicating. But I would recommend to start opening that line of communication with them and just start, whether it's through journaling or just speaking with them out loud or in your mind, just asking them for a sign that they're there. And you'll start seeing it. Like I, I like I mentioned in my last podcast, you might see it as them communicating through repeating numbers. Or you might see them as uh, leaving feathers on your path or pennies. It could be all sorts of things. You know, it could be a song. It could be something you see on TV. Only you'll know what that message really is. I know that I've... I've asked in the past to uh, see my grandma because she passed away and I wanted to see her in my dreams and she came to me in my dreams. I tried recently, it didn't work, <laughs> but that's okay because it doesn't, you know, I have to, you don't just give up, you know, if it doesn't work one time, you try again, and, but it has worked for me before. Or I'll hear something in my house or there was one time where I asked and um, if that was her communicating with me and next thing you know and this is in the middle of the afternoon and uh in the middle of the afternoon out of nowhere the my soap in my shower just fell and again like no one had been showering it'd been like well into the afternoon like almost evening time <laughs> in the shower in my soap in my shower just fell so I was like oh okay that's her so um definitely 
communicate. If you have loved ones that have passed on, um, they can always communicate with you. I've had my grandpa, you know, communicate with me, grandmas, and it's really beautiful. I mean, you just you just know you usually have those like vivid dreams when you when you get to dream with them. So, and that leads me to my next thing is um, your dreams begin to heal you. So I don't know about you, but I've had reoccurring dreams. And this is something that I also posted about in my blog. Um, the one about transcending limitations. I talk about reoccurring dreams and how they've been very healing actually for me. Uh, I specifically have had this reoccurring dream that I'm at school constantly, always at school, back in high school actually. And I mean, I've had this recurring dream for a very long time. I mean, years, a couple years at least. And I have not been able to figure out why well, I hadn't been able to figure out why. And I just remember recently I had this dream again. And this time I was very frustrated with my parents because I was graduating and I was telling my friends you know, out of frustration, how can my parents make me go through high school all over again? It was such a waste of time. I don't understand. And um, a few weeks ago, I was taking this course. I won uh, this course called The Genius Within. There is a, a guy named Jake Ducey. You can look him up on YouTube. He's uh, pretty awesome. He talks about, you know, all things law of attraction and whatnot. And um, and a few weeks ago, he sent out an email saying that he was going to be hosting a free webinar and to log in early because he sometimes, or he would give away cash and prizes. So I knew I had to log in because I knew I was going to win something. And um, of course, he ended up calling my name during the webinar. Actually, he said Vanessa, but I... Uh, he made a mistake and it was, he meant to say Veronica <laughs> and I had won, but I already knew I was going to win. That was the crazy part. And I won this course and it was called the genius within. And uh, in the course, he has a section where he has you think about what, what are your monsters under your bed? And in his course that uh, the monsters under your bed symbolize what are some of the things that uh, are holding you back that to you are there um, they, they seem very real but they don't actually exist so in other words limiting beliefs th limitations things that hold us back in our life that are holding us back from creating the life that we really want and going after the things we really want so I thought about it in that moment and I thought what is something that's holding me back I think what is a limiting belief of mine and in the moment I thought, maybe that I'm not smart enough. And then it hit me, my reoccurring dream that I'm always in school, that I'm constantly going back, always. And logically you would think, well, someone who is smart enough would never have to repeat the same grades over and over and over again. So I had an epiphany right in that moment. I thought, oh, wow, this is why I keep having this dream because my subconscious mind is trying to heal that limiting belief. So part of growing spiritually is you start 
dissecting or you know your dreams a little bit more and you start realizing that your subconscious mind is trying to help you by giving you these messages your subconscious mind lives in the right side of your brain so it's not the logical part it's the part that communicates with you through symbols and colors and music and think of it as the artsy side and the left side of your brain is your analytical logical uh, side of your brain so when you dream your conscious mind is asleep and your subconscious mind's awake so your dreams communicate with you through symbols and school for me was a symbol you know of maybe me feeling that as smart because uh, I was I moved schools quite often and in high school specifically I was held back from uh, algebra not a grade but algebra like level and I got pushed uh, back when I was a junior with to a freshman class and that really you know obviously as a teenager like that really hurt my ego <laughs> to be in a class with, you know, that had friends who their little sisters were in my class <laughs> so you know I tried to shake it off as whatever but I really that really made me feel that till this day that I was never good at math yeah yeah I was able to run you know multi-million dollar stores when, now that I'm older but I still thought that I'm, on, I'm still not good at math because in school teachers told me I wasn't good so I had to heal that and that was a very cool moment for me so start paying attention to your dreams as well if you haven't already or if you already are doing the work keep doing it because uh, I dreams are also very very fascinating to me it's it's interesting how our dreams can communicate with us but they're not to be taken so literally dreams are meant to be taken very metaphorically and if you go online and you try to find a reason why you're dreaming of falling, for example, there's very, you know, there's there's going to be a plethora of interpretations. For the most part, I mean, falling is an example of one thing that could be very, you know, easy to think about. But for the most part, I don't recommend going online and trying to figure out why you're dreaming of something specific. You need to do the work and write down your dreams. If you're not doing that already, that's something that I do. I, I dream a lot and we we dream actually, we have at least eight dreams a night. Even if you can't remember any of them or even if you think you're not a dreamer. Yeah, we, we all dream actually. But the problem is the moment your alarm clock goes off or you're child is waking you up or you don't have time to recollect anything but the more you try and the more you the more you actually start practicing recollecting your dreams the more of your dream you'll actually start uh, remembering so the other night just two nights ago I had like five dreams and I was doing the work and writing writing them all down and I started seeing a pattern um, of what was happening in my dreams so uh, and I was trying to think of it again very metaphorically and not so, you know, literally what was happening specifically, but what were the the key patterns in my dream and what were reoccurring reoccurring um, dreams as well within dreams. Sometimes it happens too. So again, dreams, if you realize that you're uh, really dissecting your dreams and healing from them, that's awesome. You're You're on your way. 
And um, again, I haven't, the funny thing is I haven't had that, the reoccurring school dream since. And I did have a dream that I was actually in school, but this time I was an adult and I was with adults taking a class on something that I was interested in. So I wasn't even in a high school setting at all. <laughs> so that was really cool. So I can say that I have not had that reoccurring dream anymore. And I definitely feel like I've been able to heal that limiting belief of mine. So that's very awesome. So I hope that's something that you guys are doing as well. Another thing is if you're not already doing this, which most, which most people who are into spirituality, you know, they end up taking on some line of work related to energy healing, so any type of energy work. And uh, that's something that I've been interested in for a while and I haven't pulled the trigger just yet, but I think I'm, um, I'm very close to it. So one thing that I'm interested in is uh, Reiki. And I in Sedona, we actually, I had um, acupuncture done for the first time. And the lady, the practitioner was amazing. And she uh, did also what was called esoteric acupuncture. So she did a little bit of Reiki while also doing some sacred geometry and tree of life type of alignment with the energies in my body. She even used these like 24 karat gold needles on certain chakras, so like on my heart and on my my crown and my throat, and to help align the energies in there. And she was very, she kept telling me, you're very tapped in, tuned in, and turned on. She said, you're very sensitive, and um, Reiki, I think, is something that you should pursue. And she didn't know anything about me, really, and but that is something that's been a calling of mine for a while. I bought a, I bought a book uh, last year and I read some of it, but I haven't continued, but I do know that thing that's one of my callings as well. So if you start feeling like a little nudge to start doing some type of energy healing work, whether that's, you know, it could be acupuncture, Reiki, crystal healing, massage, you name it. There's so many things out there. And I think that energy medicine is, one that is really going to continue to take off because a lot of people are starting to really question um, some current, you know, practices right now when it comes to Western medicine. And again, it has its place. I'm not against any of that. Uh, I just think that there's a lot more people more interested in other modalities. And I think there's a big need now. So I think all about balance, right? But I, I myself have experienced uh, really profound healing um, with just energy work on myself, not necessarily from anyone else, even though I did do the acupuncture for the first time just last weekend in Sedona. And uh, it was a really, really relaxing, really cool experience. And I can definitely feel the energy moving through my body. I didn't think I would, but um, the lady did mention that I was very sensitive to it. So and I could feel it. I'm not saying everyone can do that. Uh, I'm sure most people, especially if you're really tuned in, you probably can. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably one of those people that if you were to, to get acupuncture, you probably could really feel that energy, especially because if it's combined with Reiki, and that was pretty awesome, a pretty awesome combination. So I definitely would say if you're feeling a, a nudge or interest and doing any type of energy work or any energy medicine of any kind of way, definitely pursue it because we need more of you out there including myself. So I am going to start working on that too. 
All right. Um, the next one that I have here actually is you start to be more comfortable in your own skin. So I've always been a pretty confident person, and but I feel more lately, and also might have to do with just my age as well. But in general, I think the more you dive deeper into working on yourself spiritually and you know there's so much out there when it comes to self-help and we're all just want, always wanting more from ourselves and to evolve and to grow and I think confidence is something that a lot of us don't really have you know we don't it's hard to teach that I guess growing up or depending on cultural issues or where you were born and raised and school it's very difficult to be a confident person. I mean, you, you, it's rare sometimes you really meet someone that's like, oh, that person is super confident. Or they might perceive themselves, or you might perceive them to be confident, but inside, uh, sometimes it's just, you know, a shell or an illusion of something they want to portray out there. So true confidence, you know, coming from within and feeling comfortable in your own skin takes time. You know, society has made a lot of us just feel so not confident with social media and, you know, trying to live up to these standards of, you know, celebrities and all that, which is just so not real. And so many of us have opened our eyes to that these past couple of years and realizing that, you know, not putting these people in Hollywood or whatnot on these pedestals and that half of them, you know, have online social media presence but half of their pictures or whatnot are photoshopped and it's just it's not the reality that we live in and that plays on our on our confidence i mean some of these numbers that i've seen when it comes to teenagers and social media you know as far as feeling not confident comparing themselves especially now i mean i didn't have social media when i was in high school and i'm so glad i didn't but my daughter will be, you know, there'll be social media around when she's of that age and we can't shelter them from it, but all we can do is, you know, guide them the best we can um, to be confident. But I think uh, social media in itself does not help. So, but again, it went off on another tangent there. <laughs> but overall, I think uh, if you're working on yourself, I think you're confidence and in your own skin naturally is going to grow because you start eliminating all of these limiting beliefs from your life start eliminating all of these limitations uh things that are just not helping you grow spiritually and helping you advance not helping you evolve that once you heal past that you get one little bit closer to being more and more confident. And I, I see in myself as well. And plus, it helps, you know, when you're exercising and you're feeling your best, you're feeling good, your confidence just, you know, you glow. And I I get that quite often when I meet somebody, they'll tell me why you're glowing, you know, and that's a beautiful compliment. I love that. I mean, that says everything when it comes to my confidence is, all I want to hear is that I'm glowing. <laughs> and that's that's really good. That just that just means that you're vibing very high, you're taking care of yourself mentally and physically. And part of that goes into again, it's just it helps you be more confident and comfortable in your skin. So if you're feeling more confident, more power to you. I love that. And um yeah, the next one that I have here is uh, playing back a little bit on what I mentioned earlier, which is your um, 
understanding your subconscious programming a little bit more or if you catch yourself really wanting to know more about it. At least that's where I've been. Um, I've been really fascinated by it because and it's part of the reason why I created my blog is I see most people don't realize that their life right now really is a mirror of what they learned years ago when they were younger. So, and they cannot, even if they're doing all the work, manifesting with their affirmations, they're meditating, they're practicing their gratitudes, they have their crystals, their essential oils, all of that. You could be doing every single thing perfectly. You have your vision board, you have it all. You could be doing everything by the book. But if your programming is still set to looking in the mirror and not valuing yourself and putting yourself down or not paying attention to throughout the day when you're talking all this negative self-talk or you're not taking action on your goals or you're holding yourself back or you're comparing yourself or you're stuck in whether it's jealousy or negative thoughts constantly, um, all of these things or you're speaking out negative things, uh, all of that is part of the old programming. And if you catch yourself doing all of these, you know, spiritual things, if you will, but catch yourself, but you don't catch yourself actually um, saying all these negative things that you're saying to yourself, then that's where you ha you're going to have the issues when it comes to manifesting. So if you're starting to really dig deeper into the subconscious mind, and you catch yourself really fascinated by it, <clears throat> that's definitely where uh, I'm at. And one person that is a great resource is Dr. Bruce Lipton. He's awesome. Um, he also, um, him and Joe Dispenza, uh, he's also great. He has a really amazing story of how he healed himself from a broken spine with the power of his mind. So he really got me into that as well. He's got a book. And uh, so they both have multiple books on all of this. So that is basically all I have today. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, feel free to um, leave me a comment on my blog or shoot me an email. And um, don't forget to subscribe to the email list if you want to stay up to date when I post a, a new podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a beautiful day. Goodbye.